good to have our northern saints all are with us. And good to have all of you here. And I, uh, I, I will try to carve out some more of Colossians. I know I began this morning and I <clears throat> was talking about basically the fact that we have a feeling that we can have of being complete and uh, completion and I know that um, that is probably what people struggle with more than anything is I'm missing something in my life if I had this and you know I think probably we have all listened in amazement at um, people that were given a garden where there was no bugs, there was no disease, there was no cancer, there was no heart problems, there was no need to really hoe the ground, there were no weeds, there was no need to... You, you just could walk around and have all the fruit. Now they had to dress it and till it. And I don't know what all that involved, but it was not uh, by the sweat of your brow. It was not thorns uh, because all of those things came after the curse. But, uh, you know, and only had one tree that they were to avoid. And you would think that if you have all of that good, and there's just one thing that you would be able to avoid that. And yet, somehow the enemy was able to talk Eve into believing that her life was incomplete, that she could be like God. And she, of course, uh, fell and uh, took the fruit, gave it to hus her husband. And the Bible says the eyes of them both were open. And it, and it sort of left them empty. They were cast out of the garden. An angel with a sword of fire was there. And uh, that once now plentiful, uh, well-stocked garden was no longer accessible to them. They, the, the thing that they had, they had access to everything. And yet now they have to work and work and work and work to fill the shelves. And most of you know that very sentiment, you know, that uh, uh, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go because I've got to somehow uh, pay the bills and I've got to do something else and I've got to generate income. And I, I get it. And I'm not uh, saying that, you know, that it's wrong or bad. But there is that very sense within all of us that we have to do something. And yet, according to what Paul said, when he looked here, he said, you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Our standing in God is complete. And yet, he was also, in the same book of Colossians, said that the pastor Epaphras, 
who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. And I know our church is blessed with prayer warriors, ladies that pray. I've often uh, believed and told others that probably our Tuesday morning service for the ladies is, is uh, the lifeblood of the church. We have people, uh, you know, we, we've been blessed even whenever people have had to be gone. We've had usually double digits, uh, 10, 12, 15 uh, that will come on Friday morning. And I, it's not the number, but the fact is on Friday morning, 6.30 in the morning, you're welcome to join uh, those that are here praying, for, you know, and just taking a moment. Why? Because a fervent prayer and that laboring and you see those words laboring in fervent prayer for you and prayers that you can stand perfect and be complete in all the will of God. And I want to tell you something in this hour I would say to you more than ever before there is that need for us to pray one for another, bear you one another's burdens, and uh, so fulfill the law of Christ. And I realize that this is not uh, necessarily, you may say, well, you know, I, I am trying to figure out what I need to do to find completion. I want to tell you that if you will have those two things that Paul opened up with in the beginning of the book of Colossians when he said, to the saints and the faithful brethren, grace and peace. That's what you've got to tap into. If you want to feel complete, you've got to tap into the grace of God. You've got to start thanking him for his mercy, his grace, his love. I couldn't do this without him. I need I need him, I need him, I need him. Though everything else is going, you know, in the proverbial sense, into Hades in a handbasket, there is a peace that passes understanding that is able to keep me in the midst of the storm. In fact, the Lord is so peaceful, he's able to sleep in the boat in the middle of the storm. And you say, yeah, but that's him. Well, Paul was writing about some of these things and he was saying that's why we give thanks and we starts off this first chapter and and we kind of begin to look at it and and uh, from verses 3 through verse 7 or uh, whatever it is is one sentence and then the next sentence starts at verse 8 and it goes uh, forward into uh, that you can walk worthy of the Lord and be fruitful and strengthen and giving thanks and have joyfulness and patience and long-suffering. And I want to tell you something. If you think that all comes natural, it takes a lot of stock on the shelves to have a lot of patience Amen. and to keep it. Huh? And you've probably never been guilty of running out of, you know, corn in the... But I have. There have been times that I've, I've gone, uh-oh, i got to restock <laughs> some fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, yeah. long-suffering. Yeah. Now, you may never reach that point, but I can tell you, there have been times that I've been like, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm not complete yet. And the best thing for me to do is to find a place to get back in His Spirit 
fill up with a little bit of the presence of the Lord and kind of go from there. But, but we read today now, and, and he comes down to verse 14. I, let, me, let me look at verse 14, and we'll kind of, I don't remember exactly where we started in this first chapter of Colossians, but it's, uh, this book is full. And I and, and could speak or teach or preach in any one verse. And I know that it, uh, I don't want to uh, overwhelm you with a verse by verse, word by word study. But uh, when I, I begin to read this, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. And then when I stopped and thought about how I read in Leviticus, the 14th chapter, how they killed the bird and they pour his blood in the water and then they took the new bird and they put the bird down in the water and then they let it go and all of this was part of that whole cleansing and I realized, you know what? I'm glad whenever Jesus went into the water under John's baptism, but what he was doing was putting his righteousness in the water so his blood was going to be there so whenever I get ready I can go down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and come up and my all of my sins are rolled away and so here it is and he says who is and then Paul begins to hammer in this one verse a one God message and this is from a Jew who totally believed in one God but didn't know who Jesus was because his first question whenever the light knocked him down on the way to Damascus was, Who art thou? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou. And so here's what he, he begins to talk about. That Jesus was the image, everybody say the image, of the invisible God. You can't see God, but you can see Jesus, the image. But not only was he the image of the invisible God, he was the firstborn, everybody say firstborn, of every creature. Now, I understand. He wasn't the first one that was ever raised from the dead. Lazarus was raised from the dead. There was a man that they dumped onto a prophet in the Old Testament on the bones of Elijah, and he raised from the dead. But the firstborn of every creature. And then he goes even further. He said, for by him were all things created. That goes all the way back to Genesis, the first chapter that by Jesus all things were created, whether they be had things in heaven or in the earth, visible or invisible, whether they're thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Now that's important because if he is the creator then there is nothing that can stop him at any moment. Amen. Thrones can't, principalities can't. That's why in one place, he, you know, he says, you can tread on scorpions and you can tread on, huh? And because basically he is the creator. Now, let, we'll just keep going here because I don't. He is before all things. And by him all things consist. 
He is the glue that holds everything together. He is the head of the body, the church. That's who the body is. We are the body. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. What Paul was saying here is, if he is the head, we are the body, then that same spirit, that same all power is available. Do you understand? If my head says, I want a piece of candy, cough drop or candy, my hand obeys my head. I can put it in my mouth because it came from my head, but my hand does what it, and I'm connected. That's good, Pastor. <laughs> he is the head to the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. As I said, he was not the first that ever raised from the dead, but when it talks about this firstborn of the dead, he is the first one that got up permanently. Lazarus had to die again, but Jesus got up and he never laid back down. Oh, hallelujah. And he said that in all things he might have the preeminence or be in charge. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. And that's, you know, we, we preach that, we say that. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's Having made peace, how did he make peace? Through the blood of his cross. When he went to Calvary, that's the death, then the burial, <laughs> and then the resurrection. That's what the gospel is all about. You can have it. I can have it. The death, burial, and resurrection. Repentance, baptism, infilling of the Holy Ghost. By Made peace through the blood of his cross. By him to reconcile all things to unto himself. By him I say, whether there be things in earth or things in heaven. Here's what he says. And you that were sometimes aliens and enemies in your mind. How? By your wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled. <laughs> I don't care how far your thinking has been off. Amen. The Lord is able to cleanse it, wash it, collapse it, put you part of the body. He said, you were alienated and enemies by your wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. How? In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable 
and unreprovable in his sight. He's going to present us. This is why, you know, you don't work to get good. It's because of his goodness that you work. And that's an important difference. It's because I'm not trying to be a saint. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, he made me a saint. And now I'm trying to work out my sainthood. And I'm here to tell you there are times I'm not much of a saint and there are times that I'm not much of a loving brother. Huh? But he goes on. He said, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and don't be moved from the hope, when it feels like, I don't know if I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm falling, I, I mess up, I give my hand, come back to Lord, you died. You went through the water. You gave me your spirit. You are able to turn this around. I don't know. I'm, I can't do it. But Lord, if I get back into your presence and start thanking you and start worshiping you, he said, from which you have heard, which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, where am I, Paul? I'm also a minister who now, notice what he says, I am now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which was behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, wherein I have been made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which was hid from ages and from generations, but has now been made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is... Not only am I in him... But when you get the Holy Ghost, Hallelujah. he's now in me. Yes. And if all the fullness dwells in him, oh, mercy. and he is now in me, then guess what dwells in me? All the fullness of God, the power over principalities, the power over powers, the power to tread on strength is all in him, but it's also all in me, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now I know there were no chapters and I just want to read one more little set of scriptures here because it finishes out chapter 1 and I'll read the first one of chapter 2. Whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect. How? How am I ever going to be perfect? I can't do it. If you will stay in him and keep him in you, 
And you say, but that's too hard. That's why Paul said, I labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Let me just read this first verse of chapter 2. As ye have therefore received Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him. And then I added in parenthesis, hen or duck. And that's where I want to leave it for you. My daughter and her husband have chickens. And I don't know if you've ever seen chickens walk. But the real sight to behold is watching a duck walk. I used to go down by OSU Newark and watch the ducks. And most of the time they stayed in the little creek, but if they ever got on land, Out of the two, which walks the best? Hens. So when you go home tonight, you need to pray, Lord, help me to walk like a hen, not like a duck. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that neither one were designed to walk. You say, well, the duck was supposed to be in the water. I, I get all of that. But you know what else they have? They're birds. Sometimes when we are walking and we're struggling to walk and it feels like I'm walking like a duck, I want to just walk like a hen, we need to get back into his presence and say, Lord, <laughs> I want to stretch my wings and fly into your spirit. I am tired of trying to walk here. That's why repeatedly Paul would say, Lord, you know, there's this fight that's trying to keep me earthbound, but yet guess what? I got wings one of these days. I'm going to take flight. It's not, I know I may walk better than somebody who doesn't quite understand how to walk, and it, but you know what? All of us need to learn how to fly. That's the whole point. Oh, Lord, help us as we get our, spread our wings and say, Lord, I want to leave this place. Let's stand. I know it's after six. I'm